0: Welcome to The Happy Place. This is Live Happy Now. Hello, I'm your host, J.R. Houston. So thrilled that wherever you are in the world and however you may be listening to us, you've made us a part of your 2015 and hopefully a part of your 2016 as well. We are excited also to join in with our partners, Live Happy Magazine. Their new issue, their latest issue, is available on newsstands now. And, of course, the digital edition is available at your Apple Store or your Google Play Store. We also want to thank our partner, Life Reimagine. Their website, lifereimagined.org slash happy, is filled with things for you to try out, uh, processes for you to go through, resources to kind of help you keep focused, down that path of finding your true happiness they say as you awaken to the power of happiness so do your dreams so what's next well go to lifereimagined.org slash happy well in this episode we had a chance to talk with michelle Seeger. new year's coming up a lot of people making resolutions and a lot of people make the same resolution year after year i'm gonna lose weight i'm gonna get healthy And then we lose all motivation for it come January 15th. Well, Michelle Seeger is a motivation scientist and author of critically acclaimed No Sweat, How the Simple Science of Motivation Can Bring You a Lifetime of Fitness. She's the Director of Sport Health and Activity Research and Policy Center at the University of Michigan and Chair of the U.S. National Physical Activity Plans Communication Committee and is the leading authority on what motivates people to choose and maintain healthy behaviors. Well, Michelle, it is fantastic to have you here. And, of course, we're we're getting ready to flip the calendars over to 2016. And I would imagine that the most common resolution that people make is about getting healthier, being more fit, eating better, working out, all those sorts of things. And we all know how important that is. We see it everywhere. It's in books. It's in magazines. It's on TV. Uh, But for some reason, even though we know that it's better to live that way, we have a hard time sticking to it sometimes past January 15th. Why do so many people struggle with that?
1: You know, the reason we struggle is because we've been taught to to change our behavior or declare New Year's resolutions in a system that's actually getting us focused on the future. So, you know, we want to drop that weight within a month or six months. We want to get healthier. What does that mean? What is the feedback you're going to get? And in fact... Research shows that we're much more motivated when we are able to identify the ways in which a behavior change, like eating better or getting more exercise, actually helps us feel better now, immediately. So that's one of the biggest reasons why people's resolutions tend to fail, is we don't get the adequate feedback to keep motivating us to keep doing it.
0: So, if we're not getting the, added, the immediate feedback or, or, you know, on our long-term goals, what, do we, what really do we need to focus on to make this uh, a sticking point for us?
1: Well, to create sticky New Year's resolutions, resolutions that are going to last over time, what we need to do, there's, a, there's, there's two parts to it. The first part is to really identify, let's get beyond, you know, I want to be healthier, I want to be fit. What do you really want? What's your why? And so in in, in no sweat, what I try to get the reader to do is to identify what's the truly compelling reason that you want to make this change. So what does being fit mean to you? Does it mean you're gonna have more energy during the day? Does it mean your mood is gonna be better, um, that you're gonna be able to get along better with your colleagues or you'll be a more patient parent? We want to help people identify very concrete reasons that, that being more active or changing their diet is actually going to improve their daily life. And then we want to help people start to notice that they actually do feel better when they do these changes. Because if we are motivated by immediate rewards, whether it's having more energy, feeling proud of ourselves for taking care of ourselves, those types of things continuously reinforce our decision to keep doing them.
0: You know, I'm thinking back to my days as a football player, which were not much to brag about at all. But I'm thinking about my head coach and and our strength coach, and it's you know you've got to have the will with from within. You've got to the strength has to come from within you. Why do you take issue with relying on willpower as a motivating force to to stick with the exercise?
1: Well, let's think about what willpower really represents. Willpower, in a way, means we're we have to control ourselves to do something. We have to kind of have willpower and force ourselves to do something, power through our ambivalence or power through not wanting to do something. And in fact, what we want, and in in essence, that means that we don't want to do what we're forcing ourselves to do. So what we want to do is we want to change the system. We want to get away from feeling like we should do something which necessitates willpower because we don't really want to do it. To getting into a system where we truly want to do it. And there's a lot of research across different behaviors that supports the idea that when the behavior represents something deeply meaningful to us, again, like being a better parent, partner, professional, something concrete in our lives, not abstract, I should lose weight, I want to get fit, but things that are deeply meaningful and we notice that we feel better from our choices, that's what makes the behavior compelling and what's fascinating is that research shows that when we initiate a behavior out of this want, this deeply compelling uh, reason or why, you know, we don't need to force ourselves to do it and in fact, when we do the behavior, it energizes us because what we're doing is just affirming who we are at our core. So, again, let's contrast that. If we think we should lose weight or we should be healthier because, you know, wh- because it's something we think we should do or because our partner or our clinician is telling us we need to do this, that puts us in a system where we're, we're actually controlled. We feel like we, we're pressured to do the behavior. Well, that's where you need willpower, and willpower is a resource that gets it, that runs out with you so if, if we're setting ourselves up in a system where we need power and where we need willpower to actually accomplish the behavior it's going to run out well that's not setting us up for stickier sustainable resolutions
0: so why why is it then why do you think anyway that the short-term benefits help people because when you sit there and you kind of look at it from the abstract well yeah i do want to be more fit i, I do want to be healthier why doesn't that work as a motivator
1: Well, let's just ground this in the reality. Let's think about what you have to do or what I have to do every day to to be, you know, to make make it, let alone be successful, right? I've got to take my kid to school. I've got to work. I've got to think about, you know, I've got uh, things to do around the house, holiday preparation. So let's think about our to-do list. How relevant and compelling, let's just talk about exercise. How relevant and compelling is exercise when we throw it in the mix of all these things that we actually have to do every day? If if exercise is aiming for fitness in two months, how does that make exercise relevant today? In contrast, you know, in, in the differences, if exercise helps us feel better today, if exercise helps us be the best we can be today and we notice it it makes it truly concrete and relevant today and and just to give you a specific example when I was dating my husband and he's a you know an avid exerciser he I asked him why do you exercise and he said because he you know for health because his father had a heart attack when he was in his 50s and he really wants to avoid that sort of thing and then I said to him is that why you get up every morning early to exercise and not get enough sleep? And he said, oh, no, I, because I, I feel terrible if I don't do that. So there's a, there's a gap between the reasons why we think we actually exercise. Even the people who do exercise, they, they say they do it for health, but when you dig a little deeper, you help even, even people like my husband who's been doing it you know, for 30, 40 years realize oh, my gosh, the reason why I lose sleep and, get, and wake up early to exercise is because it actually it, it, it helps me feel complete during my day. It helps me feel okay to, to face my day. So I think one of the problems is that in society we've been taught or educated to think about things like exercise and dietary change as a way for future health and fitness when, in fact, There, there, it's, it's, it's a way to energize ourselves today, but we don't even think about it because we haven't been taught to think about it in that way.
0: I, I can uh, certainly relate to that. I mean, when you're, when you're talking about, hey, if you, if you eat this certain food now, you're going to feel better later. And then, you know, two weeks on or, or three weeks or even a month or even six months on, you, you might, might not have lost much weight or you might not have, um really completely gotten where you want to go and people at least I know I have in the past completely lose it there other than just feeling better right in the moment what are some other things you can look for to to feel better as you're as you're reaching those long-term goals
1: well i mean that's why i think we want to we want to reframe and reground our the benefits that we're getting from these behaviors to what's meaningful today. So instead of thinking about getting fit, we want to get people to drill down. We want to get your listeners to drill down to, what is getting fit going to do for you? Why do you care about that? And we want to make sure people's goals and resolutions are actually realistic. So so if getting fit means getting back to the size two I was 20 years ago, that's really setting people up to fail before they even start. So what we want to do is help people understand that consistent choice choices about whether again dietary change getting more sleep getting more movement in your life it's consistency that's actually going to deliver the long-term results that they want again whether it's weight loss you, you need to you want to maintain that weight you lose so so what we also need to do is we need to understand that it's It's becoming consistent with the behaviors throughout the challenges. When life throws curveballs, we want to be able to sustain the behaviors, even if it means we do less on any given day so that we can stay, keep the, the core stability going throughout the ebbs and flows of life.
0: You know, I think another thing that uh, people sometimes get intimidated by when they make resolution like this, and you know, there's always the jokes about the people who are are in the gym for the first time on January 1st or 2nd or what have you, and then they're done by January 15th because I think a lot of people get... Overwhelmed. I mean, you see these people that are in there and they're just they're pumping way more iron than you and they're they're running further on the treadmill than you and the act of actually a full workout can sometimes be intimidating uh, to people. But you say you don't necessarily even need to do that. There are choices you can make in your day to day life outside of the gym that can even make you healthier, right?
1: Absolutely. They're, I call them opportunities to move. And really, research shows that anything is better than nothing. And, and, and when we think about how we learn anything, we start where we are and we start small. And that's why we don't have to create these grandiose, I, I'm going to join the gym and go five days a week. In fact, I've consulted with fitness centers, and their, their statistics show that the people who start off in the way that you were just describing are the ones who drop off. The people who start out slow by going one or two days to the gym after they join, they're the ones that tend to stick with it. So we need to get away from these over, you know, these grandiose, two, you know, gold standard goals and resolutions and get let's get real and let's do things that are truly going to fit in our lives That we're going to be able to stick with. I I, I want to encourage people to think about the fact that sustainability and, and sticking with your resolutions is really what you want. And if that's the goal forever, how do you start so that you can keep it up? When you have that crazy work deadline or your kids get sick, how do you, how do you navigate and negotiate? And that's really the secret to success. And, and, and to be able to navigate and negotiate throughout the crazy, challenging times, we've got to have a reason or a why that makes the behavior truly compelling to want to do. And that's why we have to care so much about that as well.
0: And as and like you said, as we go through our day to day lives, it can be maybe even just as simple as parking a little bit further away from the office door, or uh, maybe you when you take a phone call or or what have you, instead of sitting at your desk and doing it, you can walk around. Are are those types of things that you encourage people to do as they as they try to sort of, I don't know, ease the boat into the waters of of a healthier lifestyle?
1: Absolutely. You know, starting small, start where you are, start where it's convenient. That's the easiest way to get going and to get going in a way that you're more likely to sustain. Um, You know, I I call it, it, consider it like a treasure hunt. Where can you build in an additional two minutes here and five minutes there? And throughout the day, research shows that physical activity actually accumulates. So we don't have to do it for 30 minutes for it to count. And a lot of people don't know that. So that's why it's so important to inform people that they can um, choose to find opportunities to move and claim them, claim these gifts of immediate energy and immediate well-being that moving more brings.
0: We're talking with uh, Michelle Seeger, the author of No Sweat, How the Simple Science of Motivation Can Bring You a Lifetime of Fitness. And uh, it's been a very, very well-received book. Uh, what What are some of the things that that, that come out of there and, and the science-based stuff that folks can do to, to really make sure that their motivation stays with them uh, longer than the winter months?
1: absolutely. So, the first thing is we need to we need to increase our awareness. If we keep making the same resolutions in the same way every year, but they don't stick. You know, Einstein said insanity was doing the same thing again and again and expecting different results. So, people have an opportunity to really think about, am I have I been doing the same thing again and again? That's the first step. And then and most people are going to say yes, because that, that's what most people do. It's just, it's just the way we've been taught to do it, and that's, it's a system that set us up for failure. It's not that we're failing. It's that we've learned to make resolutions and change our behavior in a system that's taught us to have future abstract goals that don't make these behaviors truly relevant and compelling to fit in today. So we want to figure out a way. We want to decide, yes, you know what? I do care about feeling better every day. I do care about being better in, in all the roles and responsibilities that are most dear to me. And, and that's the place to start because when that's grounding our choices, we stay motivated to do it. So that's really the first step. And I give people in the book a, a formula to take them through the, the process of, of, of change.
0: I know one thing you're also very excited about, and I know we're probably going to be linking it uh, to our website here, livehappy.com, uh, live uh, is the No Sweat Resolutions Quiz. What What is that, and, and how can it help people?
1: Yeah, so when I thought about the, the, the idea and the statistics that most people who create resolutions, you know, don't stick with them just past a few weeks, and many people don't even initiate them after they've, you know, proclaimed they're going to do this— what could I do to help? And so I decided to create a, a quiz that, that gives people an opportunity to do what we just talked about earlier, which is raise their awareness. How are you approaching your resolutions? And is, is it setting you up for short-term or long-term um, resolutions? And so the, the quiz is quick. It's, only, it's about two minutes to take. 12 questions, and at the end, you get a personalized printout that not only tells you the stickiness factor of your 2016 New Year's resolutions, but if, you're, if, if the likelihood of sticking with them is low, it gives you feedback about what you can change to make sure that in 2016, the resolutions you make finally stick.
0: Fantastic. and I think it's always helpful to have that resource there because sometimes if you, if you get into those abstract thoughts, you can really dive deep into your own head and find excuses as to why uh, things aren't going to work. It's good to have that encouragement. Speaking of the book, highly critically acclaimed, where can folks get a copy of the book?
1: The no Sweat is available in local bookstores as well as online on Amazon and Barnes and & Noble, too.
0: Fantastic, And, folks, uh, you're going to be able to get uh, a link to the No Sweat Resolutions quiz and a free chapter from the book uh, when you visit LiveHappyNow.com. Well, thank you so much, Michelle, for being a part of this. We look forward to uh, 2016, which we hope is a healthier and a uh, more realistic year in terms of goal setting thanks to your help. And once again, if you want to take that No Sweat Resolutions quiz or get a free chapter from No Sweat, you can go to LiveHappyNow.com. Thank you so much for making us a part of your 2015 and as I said earlier, hopefully a part of your 2016 as well. And this isn't a one-way conversation. We want to hear from you on our Twitter feed at Live Happy on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Live Happy. You can find us on Instagram by searching My Live Happy, or you can send us an email podcast at LiveHappy.com. We want to hear from you. So with that in mind, I'm Jr. Houston for Michelle Segar saying
1: so long And remember to always live happy.